Welcome to this episode of Law Girl. I'm Jasmine Dea coming to you from my personal injury law firm, JD & Co, located in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Joining me is Anna Chow. Anna is the shape, balance, and symmetry expert, senior instructor, operations chief, and co-owner of The Good Geisha. After training under several renowned cosmetic tattoo artists, she opened her own studio and shortly thereafter, the opportunity to create The Good Geisha arose. After graduating from York University with a Bachelor of Business Administration in Finance and then working in banking for seven years, Anna became an entrepreneur and has never looked back. Anna, I'm so excited to have you join me today. My intention of inviting you over was to discuss personal injury in the context of cosmetic tattoo artistry, but before I delve into that topic, tell us about yourself. What spurred your interest in cosmetic tattoo artistry? Hi, Jasmine. That's actually a loaded question. Um, I've always been into makeup, into beauty, and I thought that it was a very niche market when the time, at the time, and I wanted to dive into it before it became saturated. And I think I got in the right time. But you were in banking, so how does one go from banking and with this finance background of yours to cosmetic tattoo artistry? really wanted to find something that I was passionate about and being in banking for seven years I knew that wasn't for me so I just made the switch. The company you have now or the business Good Geisha what what services does this business provide? Primarily we offer cosmetic and medical tattooing we also offer tattoo laser removal and we also do eyelash extensions and uh, beauty services that relate to the eyebrows and all that. So I understand that you are also the head trainer of the microblading program at the cosmetics and skincare retailer, Carol Baker Visage. Can you tell us exactly what microblading is? Microblading is tattooing. It's a form of tattooing where we use a manual tool versus the traditional tattoo machine. So people say semi-permanent, short-term, etc. It really is still a tattoo, pigment in the skin just a different technique. Is it increasing in popularity? Because I hear about it now. I didn't hear about it so much, you know, just a few years ago. Or is it just me who's paying more attention? (laughs) It's a bit of both. Um, Microblading has actually been around for a century. It's actually the ancient form of tattooing where we use a manual tool and we etch pigment into the skin. It's just marketed better via social media today. So people are becoming more aware of it. But in uh, China, for example, in the Asian community, it's very, it's saturated. It's actually a very renowned procedure. So it's clearly just me that wasn't aware <laughs> of this ancient form of tattoo artistry. Now you know. Yes, now, you know. now I know. Uh, this may seem obvious to some and not so obvious to others. So I'm just going to throw this out there. When we're talking about tattoo artistry, we're talking about the application of permanent makeup. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay, well that's good. Uh, What is the most popular cosmetic tattoo request? It would be microblading. And that's the eyebrows? The eyebrows, yes, that's correct. Why do people choose to undergo procedures to have permanent makeup? There's a lot of reasons. The cosmetic reason for why people want to do it is because it's convenient. You can wake up and have makeup. That's essentially what it is, permanent makeup. There's also a medical reasoning for why we do what we do. Uh, Tattooing can actually... Uh, be for medical use, someone who's had breast cancer, mastectomy, bilateral mastectomy, for example, we do areola correction. Someone who actually has contraindications such as an alopecia patient who has no hair, we can actually create the illusion of having eyebrows again. Um, there are medical, excuse me, medical reasoning for why that, why we do what we do. 
And actually on your website, I saw that there was some people that had some pigmentation issues. Absolutely. And you're able to help with that? That's right. So people who has hypopigmentation, vitiligo, for example, we can help with that. Um, my business partner, Amber, actually goes to India uh, a month of the year in January to do pro bono work for people who has any sort of burn, um, scar tissue, scar, um, scar pigmentation. Uh, we, we can do that. We can help them with that. And there was something else that was very interesting to me because mm-hmm. I have children, so maybe this applies to me a little bit. But I saw something about stretch mark yep. reduction, or, or tell us about that, or tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's scars, uh, scar tissue, stretch marks. Sometimes stretch mark leaves hypopigmentation. So essentially, the same idea. We cover or we match the skin tone to diminish essentially those stretch marks via tattooing and does it actually work oh yeah (laughs) definitely helps um so explain the procedure for example if a client wanted to get lip shading what would this entail a client always starts with a consultation we call it the initial consultation where we understand the client's health we understand what they're looking for their needs and then we go into details of how the procedure works so for example lip shading they would come in tell us what they're looking for we draw on everything draw the shape the outline we define it the client sees what we're going to tattoo before we tattoo, just like a body art. They see exactly what they're going to get. They're happy with it. Then we numb them, topical, topical numbing, and then and then we tattoo. And how long does this makeup last? It depends on where we're tattooing. Uh, depends on what we're tattooing, right? Uh, the color choice. There's a there's a lot of factors that impact how long a tattoo lasts. Uh, Internal factors would be your body. Everyone's body's a little different, right? Tattooing the lips is a different make of skin versus where we're tattooing the eyebrows or liner, right? Mm -hmm. So that impacts the retention. If we're talking about external factors, if you're always in the sun, you're always getting facial treatments, for example, these will reduce your retention as well. If you're always in the sun, um, there's various factors that impacts retention. So it's well, hard to say. I get that. All of that is, it makes sense right. why it would take varied, varied amounts of time. Uh, however, mm-hmm. on average, lip shading, for example, are we talking a couple of weeks, a couple of years, months? Years, I would say. Really? Generally, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Another thing to consider. <laughs> <laughs> what are the possible side effects? Possible side effects could be scar tissue. That's a big one. A lot of people ask about that. You always want to find someone experienced, right? Someone who knows what they're doing. Um, but everyone, everyone's skin's different. So if you know you have, you're prone to scar tissue, that's something you want to let your artist know so they can assess. We always do test patch if clients are uh, weary, right? Um, side effects could also be allergies. You should know, an artist should know what's in the pigment they're using. And it should be listed during the health consultation and if, if that is something that um, the client is alerted to even something simple as um, alcohol because we clean the skin with rubbing alcohol and if you're allergic to that you want to let the artist know but I wouldn't say there's too much if there's any other concerns uh, that concerns contraindications you should consult your physician okay now 
we know that a lot of people get tattoos and then have tattoo regret. Seems like a good idea on that night, maybe after a few drinks, and then <laughs> not such a good idea the next day. Um, so what, what do you do with respect to laser tattoo removal? We offer that. It complements what we do. We have a lot of um, clients who actually have cosmetic or medical tattooing done elsewhere, and maybe perhaps they don't like it. Um, they can come to us. We, we do removal. And what's the process for that? Removal is always a little longer than getting something on. We've always heard this. It takes much more time to remove something. The process is we, we laser the tattoo and you heal. Every six to eight weeks later, you get another session and you fade the tattoo until either you we can work over it or you essentially just want to get rid of it. So tell me honestly, what's more painful, getting the tattoo or removing it? I've never had a removal done myself, but from Wait, every have you had a tattoo? I've ha- I have tattoos. Oh, do yeah. you? <laughs> I have to check those out. <laughs> my face is tattooed. Oh, is it? My eyebrows, my liners. I have a bit of under That's why it always tattooed. looks perfect. Thank you. I have a wrist tattoo. Here no. I thought you were just really talented in makeup and I wasn't. permanent makeup i can help you with that so uh but i would say 100 percent right now statistically speaking based on my own clients removal is more painful the good thing with that is you can actually numb your skin before coming in 45 minutes to an hour and it will reduce the pain but the good thing about laser tattoo removal is that it's quick okay you're looking at a five by five from inch tattoo a minute of pain oh yeah that's pretty fast it is but you got to repeat it a few times a couple times yeah Hmm. yeah are there individuals that aren't suitable candidates for cosmetic tattoos or laser tattoo removal number one that comes to mind would be someone who's pregnant uh someone who's nursing now there are no scientific evidence that being pregnant or nursing um has or sorry tattooing or laser removing uh laser removal for a pregnant or nursing client um, has anything to do with it. However, we just let the client decide at that point. Um, Anyone with contraindication, they should consult a physician before coming to us. Okay. Is there paperwork that must be signed for cosmetic tattoos or laser tattoos? Yes. We have health forms that they fill out and also waiver form that they fill out. And so the health form is, is explaining what conditions they have? That's right. Any allergies, any medication that they're on, etc. What qualifications must people possess in order to provide these services? With laser tattoo removal, they need to have they need to be trained and they need to be certified. And generally they have a medical esthetician background. When it comes to tattooing, there are no particular relations for a tattoo artist. What Health Canada actually cares about is the sanitation and sterilization of the facility that you're in and also the disposing of or disposal of the needles that we're using. And also they regulate what's in pigments. So today's pigment don't have any toxic ingredients. But in terms of actual service and skill set, there's no regulation currently. How does an individual choose an appropriate service provider? What should they be looking for? I always say contact, call the facility, the shop that you want to get this procedure, uh, procedure, go visit the facility, make sure that everything's clean, go talk to the artist, ask them about their certification, ask whether they're insured, right? 
don't you don't want to go into someone's basement room <laughs> right and perform these procedures just remember that tattoo lasts right could be permanent so something that you're gonna have on your face for a long time you want to do your research let's discuss the necessity of sterilized tools what should people be looking for how do they ensure that the tools that are being used on them are in fact sterilized so you can always ask the artist can they see the needles the needles should be packaged brand new you should see that they're disposing it after they're done with it as well in a in a sterilized uh, disposable box right um look at the tool are they just cleaning what are they cleaning it with ask them are you using hospital grade soak because that's what right, they're, they're supposed to be using ask them for their health sign do they have a green pass at the facility ask them what's for a green tr- pass it's um the Toronto green pass the health pass oh yeah okay we are required we're it's just like even nail shop when you walk in the nail shop you should see that they've passed all the oh health so that's standard. the thing they post in the front that's right oh. that's right there's health canada actually has um reps around the city that checks on beauty shops nail salon uh, hair salons tattoo shops they have a list of what they look for and that list includes do they have a disposable box are they using hospital soap are they using this are the pigments um, within the dates of expi- expiration, etc., etc., they have a long list. And if you pass with a green, it means you are obviously, you know, following the rules. This green pass will also indicate if you fail certain things too. So you can always ask to see that. That sign actually should be visible to all clients. So we have it outside our shop. Um, yeah. What about the pigment? Is there an expiration or proper storage that needs to be considered? Sorry, jumped ahead there, but yes, absolutely. Um, their proper storage would be just in temperature, in room temperature, sorry, and staying out of sunlight. But there is an expiration date, so you want to. You can always ask the artist, "Can I see the expiration expiration date? Can I see the bottled pigment?" Because sometimes, if it's a color that isn't used too often, it could be sitting on the shelf for a while. Maybe the artists themselves didn't even know that it's expired. Well, where's know? the pigment stored? Is it supposed to be stored in a certain place, or does it have to be at a certain temperature? Room temperature. Okay. Yep. Uh, we have it just on a shelf. It really depends on where they want to keep it. Is it fair to say that the main issues that could cause problems are regarding inexperienced or unlicensed providers, defective pigments, and tools that are unsterilized? Yes. And what are the most common injuries that could arise from the negligent application of permanent makeup? A, scarring result in permanent disfigurement. B, swelling and blistering. And C, serious infections including hepatitis C. Well, let's hope that people do their research and go to the right place so that none of these things occur and none of these people have to consult with a person like me. Thank you so much, Anna. This has been fantastic. Thank you, Jasmine.